Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This morning, bombshell emails. What the Victorian Chief Health Officer really knew about the botched hotel quarantine program. Government backflip, a decision to allow more crowds at the Cox Plate reversed as the Victorian Premier promises more restriction relief. Thrown out, the New South Wales Minister booted from the Chamber over a sports grant investigation. And sickening strike, police investigate a revolting road rage attack. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Bombshell emails have been revealed at the hotel quarantine inquiry with the Victorian Chief Health Officer under pressure this morning to explain conflicting evidence. Brett Sutton had previously told the inquiry he didn't know private security guards were being used for the program. But yesterday the hearing was told Mr Sutton was included in an email chain about the use of guards back in March. These documents had not been previously produced to the board. Professor Sutton is included in copy to this penultimate email and himself by a separate email acknowledges its receipt. And I, uh, Mr Sutton has seven days to provide an explanation. In light of the new evidence, the inquiry is now unlikely to meet its November 6th deadline. More relief is on the way for Melbourne, with the next step of the city's roadmap out of lockdown almost certain to be fast-tracked this weekend. Premier Daniel Andrews appears to have buckled to pressure to open the city further than last Sunday's announcement. Sunday will be a day where we can have more to say, I think. If the trend holds up, then we are very well, very well placed. However, Mr Andrews is adamant the relaxation of more restrictions won't come in time for grand final celebrations. But the state government has come under fire over its plan to allow hundreds of people to attend the Cox Plate on the weekend. Overnight, the state's racing minister backflipped on the decision that would have allowed horse owners to attend the 100th anniversary of the event. Martin Pakula says it was a mistake, given that other restrictions remain in place. A ship potentially carrying COVID-infected crew is being held off the Queensland coast after a New Zealand case was linked to the vessel. Alarms were raised after a marine engineer on a separate ship tested positive to an unknown strain of the disease. Health authorities say the engineer was likely infected earlier when he worked on the Sofrana Surville. The vessel was intercepted before it could dock in Brisbane yesterday. All on board have been tested for the virus. Restrictions on the number of people at places of worship in New South Wales could be lifted in time for Christmas. Church leaders have joined forces petitioning the state government to relax measures. With Christmas right around the corner as well for churches, 
that's a time when many, many people obviously want to be able to worship. State leaders say they're working to make it happen. It comes after two cases of community transmission were recorded in New South Wales yesterday, linked to known clusters. South Australia has opened its borders to Kiwi travellers after joining the Trans-Tasman bubble. It comes after a dozen passengers flew in on the weekend from Sydney and were forced into hotel quarantine. They've since been released from the program. All New Zealanders can enter South Australia as long as they don't come in via Victoria. The Prime Minister has hosed down suggestions of an early election, claiming he's a full-termer. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Olivia. When will Australians likely head to the polls? Good morning, Jodie. Well, there had been speculation that Scott Morrison might call an election early for late next year, but uh, there seems to be the suggestion that might be put off until the following year. He told the Coalition Party Room he's a full-termer, that elections are hard to win and, and that we will do it for the time that we said we would. The earliest possible date would be early August next year. The window closes in late May 2022. Scott Morrison warning his colleagues to have discipline in the meantime and not to become too complacent despite the coalition's relatively strong public support since the pandemic. Uh, this time has created a rare opportunity for reform as well without having that pressure of an election looming, something that is more important now than ever given the scale of the economic crisis. Now the Prime Minister will use a speech today to an e-commerce summit to lay out his plan to make Australia one of the world's leading digital economies to help the country out of recession, keen for more businesses to adapt to new technology to grow and survive. Jody. Okay Olivia, thank you. A man will face court this morning after a woman was found dead in her South Sydney driveway. Jason Lloyd was charged with murder overnight after neighbours discovered Linda Greenwood's body outside her Como home. Police will allege the 39-year-old man confronted the woman despite having an apprehended violence order against him. He's been refused bail to appear in court today. Detectives are looking into whether a savage brawl between rival criminal groups in Sydney last week sparked the assassination of a crime boss on Monday. Majid Hamzi was executed in his driveway as he left his home this week. Investigators suspect this daylight brawl between two groups of men was linked to the shooting. The killing of Hamzi has stoked fears of an all-out gang war on the streets of Sydney, but police have assured the public they are ready to step in to keep the peace. New South Wales Government Minister Don Harwin has been sensationally ejected from parliamentary chambers after failing to produce documents over sports grants. Labor has accused the state government of prioritising coalition-held seats for $250 million in funding. Mr Harwin was held in contempt for not providing details over how that money was allocated. The Honourable Don Harwin is suspended from the services of the House. I direct the usher of the Black Rod to remove the member from the chamber. It's the first time in 20 years a minister has been suspended from the upper house. A minor suburban crash has exploded into a violent case of road rage. A man avoided being seriously hurt when a car reversed over him in Sydney's southwest. It's understood a woman called her ex-husband to the scene of a minor bingle, but when he arrived he came to blows with her current partner. The pair traded hits, both armed with wheel braces. The two brawling men were last night brought in for questioning by police. No charges have been laid at this stage. 
Frightening security video has been released showing a nurse being dragged off a street and pinned down in a Melbourne laneway. But the man who attacked her has walked free on bail, found not guilty of intending to sexually assault her. This is the heart-stopping moment a nurse walking to work is torn off a Melbourne street. Jackson Williams grabs the 39-year-old around the neck, trapping her in a headlock and drags her down a laneway. She screams as she's pinned to the ground and desperately tries to fight him off. The terrifying struggle ending when the attacker is interrupted by an off-duty officer who heard the victim's blood-curdling screams. What do you think when you look at that footage? Dragged a woman off the street down a laneway? Despite the disturbing vision, a judge ruled there's no evidence the 21-year-old intended to sexually assault the woman. He does not attempt to kiss the complainant or remove her clothing. Williams had been lingering in the alleyway after a night out clubbing. He claims the victim lost her balance, causing him to fall on top of her. She says she was pushed and that she tried to bite her attacker's hand to stop him silencing her. The Essendon District footballer pleaded guilty to one charge of assault over the 2018 attack. He remains on bail as he awaits sentence. Nathan Curry, 7 News. A world-first Australian study has found so-called healthier pink salt could be doing more harm than good. Researchers have discovered most contain low levels of essential nutrients plus a range of potentially harmful heavy metals. We're being asked to rethink pink. Pink salt's healthy aura is not what it's cracked up to be. It looks pretty on the table, but the truth is it is not healthier for you. Some pink salt samples contain worrying levels of aluminium, up to 19 milligrams per 100 grams, and toxic lead up to 0.26 milligrams per 100 grams in Peruvian pink salt, 30 times more than white salt, exceeding health authorities' safe levels. We found the 94% of the pink salt samples had lead. Generally, the lighter the pink, the lower the metal content. Our local brands are far better choices. We have our salt analysed regularly. We meet the Australian food standards and we operate under strict HACCP certification systems. While most pink salts boast nutrients, the amounts vary enormously, with iron levels ranging from nothing to 17 milligrams per 100 grams and calcium from 53 to 574 milligrams per 100. If you want to use pink salt, buy Australian brands because they have lower levels of heavy metals. Overall, researchers recommend ordinary white salt with iodine, but make sure you limit your daily intake of salt. Helen Wellings, 7 News. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. 
British scientists will launch the world's first human challenge trials for COVID-19 in which healthy volunteers will be deliberately infected with the coronavirus. Volunteers will be given a laboratory-grown strain of the live virus and will undergo daily and even hourly tests. You will be challenging people with a virus that we do not have a treatment for. So you must ensure that everybody involved understands exactly what is at stake. Scientists hope the trials which begin in January will help pave the way to a vaccine. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading higher, so is the Nasdaq. In London, the FTSE finished relatively flat and Germany's DAX closed lower. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower, Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose slightly, the All Lords fell and so did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,911 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 42.85 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 70.69 US cents, 74.5 Japanese yen and and $1.07 New Zealand. Authorities in the UK and the US have uncovered widespread cyber hacking campaigns carried out by Russian intelligence agents. Charges have been laid against six Russians who are accused of having several high-profile targets, including the 2020 Tokyo Olympics Committee, the 2018 Winter Olympics and the French presidential election. The cyber attacks are thought to have cost around $7 billion worth of damage. Four school students are among 15 people who've been taken into custody in France following the beheading of a teacher. The teacher was murdered after showing his pupils controversial cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. The brutal killing has shocked France. It's claimed the four school students who were arrested helped the killer identify the teacher in exchange for payment. A community photography project set up by the Duchess of Cambridge has gone on public display in London. The Duchess and Prince William viewed portraits featured in Hold Still, which captured life in lockdown in the UK. Entries included lockdown moments such as virtual birthday parties and weddings, as well as people dealing with illness, isolation and loss. Danish police have captured submarine killer Peter Madsen after he escaped from prison. Madsen escaped from a Copenhagen jail after reportedly threatening prison guards and also claiming to have a bomb. He was recaptured just 400 metres away after police surrounded him. Madsen is serving a life sentence for torturing and murdering a Swedish journalist on board his self-built submarine in 2017. To breaking news now, and First Lady Melania Trump's return to the campaign trail is on hold due to a lingering cough following her recovery from coronavirus. Reporter Tim Lester is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Tim. It was meant to be Melania's first in-person appearance with the president since falling ill. Good morning, Jody. Yes, uh, in fact, the White House had only confirmed the uh, Melania Trump plans to join the campaign today in here, Erie, Pennsylvania, about 24 hours ago. And we learned this morning that a persistent cough has caused uh, her and the White House to decide that she, in fact, won't join the campaign here. She was a part of the Republican convention, but has not been campaigning with the president so far and obviously seen as a great asset if she joins in what is now the 
last fortnight of this presidential campaign. Today, the president coming here to Erie in Pennsylvania, the northwest of the state on the Great Lakes, perhaps considered of all 50 states the most important for either he or Joe Biden to win if they are to make it to the White House. Hundreds are here already and they will be interested to see whether the president continues his attack as he was yesterday on his infectious diseases advisor um, whom he gave a, uh, a real stir up at yesterday's rally. And he admits that he was wrong on that, and he admits that I saved thousands of lives. And it's good if people trust him, but it's not that the people, uh, reporters like him, because they think he's against me. He's not really against me, but he's a nice guy. The only thing I say is uh, he's a little bit sometimes not a team player. President Trump commenting there on Dr. Anthony Fauci and his record. Uh, Joe Biden, the uh, Democrat hopeful for the presidency, is not campaigning again today. We expect to see him in a debate with President Trump later this week. Jody? And Tim, what's up next for the president? Uh, for the president here today, he is uh, uh, expected to speak to about uh, maybe several thousand people on the uh, on the perimeter here in the uh, in the local airport. There's already uh, uh, people crammed into a curling uh, queue here, going towards uh, a security check, and we're still about four hours before we expect the president to speak. Jody, fascinating to watch. Okay, Tim Lester, thank you. Port Adelaide boss Ken Hinckley has been named the AFL Coach of the Year. Star Geelong forward Tom Hawkins was a notable absentee from training yesterday after being put into isolation after feeling unwell. But the Cats are confident he'll be fine for Saturday's grand final at the Gabba. Tennis world number one Ash Barty will award Richmond the Premiership Cup if they win the decider. And more tickets are set to go on sale to the general public after a first batch sold out within 19 minutes. Young Panthers forward Mitch Kenny is the hard luck story of NRL Grand Final Week after being dropped for the return of Viliami Kikau from suspension. Coach Ivan Cleary put Penrith to work in an open training session late yesterday to give fans a last look before the big decider against the Storm on Sunday night at ANZ Stadium. Melbourne have named an unchanged team for the game. The Big Bash is set to receive more international star power. Teams have been given the go-ahead to sign a third international marquee player for the upcoming season, who will be paid for by Cricket Australia. Big Bash Chiefs will have to approve the players as suitably high profile, but clubs only have until the end of the week to sign them. In the IPL, Australian all-rounder Glenn Maxwell's 32 helped Punjab to a surprise win over tabletoppers Delhi. Australian racing's rising star Russian Camelot remains the Cox Plate favourite despite drawing the widest barrier. He'll jump from the outside gate in the 14-horse field. No one has won from that barrier in the race's 99-year history. Chris Waller's humidor has gate 13. He ran a close second to Winks at Mooney Valley three years ago. It gives me confidence. He loves to bring his, his A-game yeah, to Mooney Valley. The $5 million race is live on 7 on Saturday. 
Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs are triggering thunderstorms over the northern interior. A high is clearing showers from eastern New South Wales, keeping much of Victoria, Tasmania and South Australia dry. Around the capitals today, Brisbane fine heading for 28 degrees, a top of 24 for Sydney and 23 for Canberra. Melbourne sunny and 19 today, a possible shower for Hobart heading for 17. Adelaide clear in 25, 24 in Perth and 34 degrees degrees in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Wednesday the 21st of October.